God's blessing is on Jesus. That is the central message of the Bible. And through Jesus, because of Jesus, for Jesus' sake, that blessing that is upon him can come to you and it can come to me. Welcome to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith. Colin, I can well imagine someone listening to the program today hearing that and saying, "Okay, I want that, but how? Well, one word answer, Jesus. Here's the point. We're in the story of Joseph, and we're at the stage in the story where Joseph comes to Potiphar's house, and Joseph is blessed, blessed by God, and therefore all that he handles on behalf of Potiphar ends up being blessed, and Potiphar is blessed as a result. So here's Potiphar, this man who puts everything into the hands of Joseph. Joseph is blessed, and therefore Potiphar through Joseph is blessed. Now, we want to be blessed. And the question is, how's that going to happen? Well, Jesus is the blessed Son of God. We put ourselves, we put all that we have and all that we are into his hands, into the hands of the one who's blessed. That's the way in which we're going to be blessed. So people are always trying to find out how to be blessed. The thing they miss is Jesus is the one who's blessed. We've got to get our lives into his hands. And we see that so clearly in pictures in the story of Joseph. So join us in Genesis chapter 39 as we continue this message, Blessed and Successful. Here's Pastor Colin. Joseph was a big success in the employment of this distinguished man, Potiphar. And the Bible underlines this by using the word success twice in two verses. The Lord was with Joseph, verse 2, and he became a successful man. Verse 3, Joseph, his master saw that the Lord was with him, and the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hand. So here we are looking then at a snapshot of a man who is given by God great success in his working life. Fast promotion in his career, good success in his job. I want us to pause for a few moments then and think about Joseph's work. Verse 3, the Lord caused all that he did, all that he did, all his work, all his daily work, the Lord caused it to succeed in his hands. Now, we look at that phrase, uh, all that he did, and ask the question, what then did Joseph do? And the answer is, he must have done many things. I mean, first, he had to learn a foreign language. You arrive in Egypt, he would not have known a word of the language and had to learn it from scratch. In order to become the manager of the household, he clearly needs to learn some form of accounting. He needs to acquire management skills, and there are no online courses for him to sign up to do this. All he has to learn is by observation, but he was a quick study. He was a hard worker. He gave himself to this, and God gave him success. This is telling us something very important about our daily work, our employment, your job. Your work matters. And how you do your work matters. It matters to God, and it should matter to you. Second, I just want you to notice Joseph's perseverance in relation to his work. How long was Joseph working for Potiphar? The answer to that question is 11 years. And we know this simply because Joseph was 17 when he was sold as a slave. We know that from the beginning of chapter 37. We'll see later that he was 30 
when he was promoted to prime minister by Pharaoh. But between these two things, there were two years that he spent in prison. So you take 17 from the 30, that gives you 13 minus 2, gives you 11. 11 years serving in Potiphar's house. Now, some folks have the idea that success should come quickly. And that can be true, especially when we are young. I've been doing this job a whole year now. I mean, you know, where's things going? And this story shows us a better way. Sudden success is fraught with spiritual dangers. It really is. If God should grant you sudden success, be very, very careful and be very, very wise. I don't know how many times I've seen someone who has lost the path through sudden, sudden, sudden success, sudden prosperity. You only need to look at the stories of people who come into large fortunes of money very, very quickly. They win it or whatever. And, and how often the story that follows is, is a very tragic one. And remember that as we think about the long time that Joseph was serving in Potiphar's house, trust is earned. This is particularly true in the workplace. Remember this. You do not have a right to be trusted. There is no such thing as a right to be trusted. You earn trust by proving faithful over time. Now, this is why it's very significant that um, Joseph had the favor of God before he had the favor of Potiphar. It's always that way around. Why? Because the favor of God is a gift of grace. You don't earn that. It is a free gift lavished upon us in Jesus Christ. The Lord was with him. The favor of God was upon him. That's not earned. That's a gift. But Joseph had to win the favor of Potiphar, and he did that by his loyalty. He did that by the quality of his work over time. That's why in verse 4 it says, Joseph found favor in Potiphar's sight and attended to him. And that growing trust was earned over a period of years as character was observed, as loyalty was evidenced, as quality of work became increasingly apparent. Now here's the principle, and it's straight from the New Testament scriptures, that the person who is faithful in little is the one who gets trusted with more. You remember in the story that Jesus told about the um, servants who were trusted with responsibility and with talents at the end when the master comes back, he says to the ones who've done well, well done, good and faithful servant, you have been faithful over little I will set you over much. That's Matthew 25, verse 21. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. So there's a great principle here for us to keep in mind. Focus your efforts, your best efforts, on what God has given you to do now. Don't waste your life by spending half of it thinking about what's the next thing I'm going to do. Remember that the best place to flourish is where God sets you down. My pastor used to say that to me, and it's a phrase that's always stayed with me, and I found it helpful. Colin, there are no perfect places. The best place to flourish is the place where God sets you down. 
What has God given me to do now? Whatever it is, do it with all your heart. Because whatever the future might hold, the opportunities that may open for you in the future will in very large measure be shaped by the way in which you apply yourself to what God has already trusted you to do right now. So always do your best work. Always do your best work. You never know, as Warren Wearsby once said, you never know who may be measuring you for a larger task as you're doing the work that God has given you to do right now. So Joseph's work is perseverance. I just want you to notice before we move on here, his testimony. Do you see in verse 3 there that the master saw that the Lord was with him? And Potiphar saw that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in Joseph's hands. If you're successful in your work, if God grants you advancement, if God gives you um, promotion within your chosen career, remember all success is a gift from the Lord. Therefore, we're to thank him for it and give him the glory in relation to it. It's very interesting that we're told not only that Joseph knew that the Lord gave him success, but that Potiphar knew this. And that can only mean that in some way, uh, Joseph had gained the opportunity through the credibility of his work to give some kind of spoken testimony to his own employer with regards to who the Lord is and the influence of the Lord within his own life. Remember, Potiphar lives in a culture where there are multiple gods associated with the sun and the moon and the stars and the rivers and all the rest of it. And here's Joseph who comes and speaks about this great God who made the sun and the moon and the stars and who set the rivers on their courses. The God of Abraham and Isaac and of Jacob, the God who would reveal himself as the great I am later to Moses. And the quality of Joseph's life and work and the trust that he earned clearly gave him an opportunity to speak of the Lord who is named with his covenant name here, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the great God, the creator, the ruler over all of life. So God's blessing was upon Joseph. You're listening to Open the Bible and Pastor Colin Smith and the message called Blessed and Successful, part of our series taking a look at the life of Joseph and called Snapshots of a Godly Life. If you ever miss one of these messages, you can always catch up online at openthebible.org.uk. There you can download any of the messages to date or you can stream them live from the website. Now back to our message. Here's Pastor Colin. God's blessing was upon Joseph. And then here's the second thing. Potiphar put Joseph in charge of all that he had. Verse 4. So Joseph found favor in Potiphar's sight and attended him. And he made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. Now let's just for a moment try and look at this story through the eyes of Potiphar. 
And if Potiphar was here today, and wouldn't that be fun if he could actually come and visit us, I think that he might say to us something like this. I think Potiphar would say, you know, Joseph was the very best thing that ever happened to me. The first time I saw him, of course, he was pretty messed up. The Ishmaelite traders told me some uh, story about him being thrown in a pit, but I could see the guy was strong, and so I decided I'd take a chance on him. Well, I'll tell you, he's the best employee I ever had. Everything I asked him to do got done, and when it was done, he wanted to know what else he could do to help. I tell you, as an employer, you can't buy that kind of enthusiasm. Well, I started him out in the fields, and before long, I said to my wife, you know, that Joseph has something about him. Uh, I like him. I think that we should bring him into the house. And so we did, and I started giving him more to do. And, you know, what he didn't know, he found a way to learn. It amazed me. Language, accounting, management, he found a way to master it. And whatever Joseph did was always done well. Over time, I I found when I was thinking about something important that needed to be done, the first thought that came to my mind was, I should give that to Joseph. He'll do it well. Then one day, I I told him about how I really appreciated the quality of his work. I told him I felt I could trust him. There was a kind of integrity about him. And I asked him why, because it was quite different from others who worked for me. And he told me about his God. Well, we have all kinds of gods in Egypt, I said. So what's so special about yours? And he told me about how this God had appeared to his great-grandfather, Abraham. And had given him promises of an heir who would bring blessing to people from all nations. He looked me in the eye and he said, that would include you, Potiphar. Then he told me about his grandfather, Isaac, whose life would have been laid down except that God provided a sacrifice in his place. Potiphar, that's how God saves lives, by providing a sacrifice in our place, he said. Then he told me about his father, Jacob, who had been a very devious man, apparently a cheat and a liar. Well, we all know that the apple does not fall far from the tree. So I said to Joseph, how did someone as honest as you come from a father as twisted as Jacob. Oh, that's the grace of God, he said to me. God brought a great transformation in my father's heart, and it's the same grace that is working in me. But what about your brothers, I asked him. They beat you up and they put you in a pit. He looked me straight in the eye and he said, mark my words, the same grace will win them too. Well, now I'm a businessman. And like some of you who are in the same field, I know an opportunity when I see one, and so this is what I figured. If God is blessing Joseph, maybe some of that blessing can get onto me as well. If God's for him, it makes sense for me to be for him too. So I thought, here's what I'll do. I'll put Joseph in charge of everything that I have. So I said to him, Joseph, here's what I want you to do. Run my life. 
run the household. Use all that I have in the way that you think is the best. I trust you. I'm putting it all into your hands. And I have to tell you, that was the best decision I ever made in my life. Because all I can tell you is that the blessing of God came to be on me because of him. God's blessing was on Joseph. Potiphar put everything he had into Joseph's hands. That leads me to the last thing this morning, and it's simply this. God's blessing came to Potiphar through Joseph. Notice verse 5. We've just been told that Potiphar put Joseph in charge of all that he had, and from the time that he made him overseer in the house, right from that time, from the time he made him overseer in the house and over all that he had, what happened? The Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in house and in field. Notice that. Potiphar places it all into the hands of Joseph, and from the very time he did that, the blessing that was on Joseph was extended to Potiphar as well. And the reason that was extended was not because of anything particularly good about Potiphar. It was for Joseph's sake that the blessing that was on this loved and favored son came to the one who trusted everything into his hand. Now are you beginning to see how an an earthy human story is shining a light onto what it means for us to be blessed in Jesus Christ, the loved and favored Son of God? All of this, why is it in the Bible? It's pointing us to our Joseph, whose name is Jesus. The whole story has been pointing to him right from the beginning. He is the loved and favored son of God. He is the one who lays aside his glory and shows up as the servant. He is the one who succeeds in all that he does. That's why it says in Isaiah that the will of God will prosper. It will succeed in his hands. He is the blessed man of Psalm number one, where we read that whatever he does prospers, it succeeds. God's blessing is on Jesus. That is the central message of the Bible. And through Jesus, because of Jesus, for Jesus' sake, that blessing that is upon him can come to you and it can come to me. And this is the great New Testament truth that in shorthand is written up this way, to be in Christ, blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. What does that actually mean? How does this relationship with with, with Christ, what does it actually look like? How is it forged? Well, that's beautifully pictured in this story. You put Jesus Christ in charge of all that you are and of all that you have. And the blessing that is upon him extends to you. So friends, here is the challenge that comes to us right out of this story. Could it really be said of you today that Jesus Christ is the overseer of all that you have? 
Could it really be said truly of you today that all that you have really has been placed into his hands? He came into the world as the servant, but you've made him the master. You've made him the Lord. That's what's being pictured for us here. Could it truly be said then that he, Jesus Christ, has the freedom and the authority to do with you and with all that you have whatever he thinks best? And if that is not true of you, why is that not true of you? Do you really think that your own life and all that you have is better being clutched in your own hands? Better than being trusted into the hands of the one on whom the blessing of God rests? Why would you not want what is in verse 4 to be said of you? Why would you not want it to be said of you from the time that you made Jesus Christ the overseer of all that you have? The Lord's blessing was upon you. The blessing is upon Jesus. And through him, the servant who you make the master, that blessing comes to be upon you. You You see this picture, it's so clear a child can grasp it. Why would you not come and say to him today, you be the overseer of my life. You be the Lord and the master of all that I am and of all that I have, I place it into your hands. I trust you to do that which is best concerning me. Place it all in the hands of the servant so that he becomes the master and the Lord of your life and the blessing that is on God's loved and favored son will surely rest on you. What a challenge for us today. Is Jesus Christ the overseer of everything that we have? And does he have the freedom and authority to do whatever he wants with that? You're listening to Open the Bible and a message called Blessed and Successful, part of our series, Snapshots of a Godly Life. If you ever miss any of the messages, you can catch up online. Go to openthebible.org.uk. From the beginning of May, you can hear something new on the Open the Bible website. It's Sue McLeish reading Pastor Colin Smith's short daily devotionals. Those devotionals begin each day for me, and honestly, I wouldn't be without them. Their content never fails to open up a valuable word from the Bible, which very often will meet a need either in my own circumstance or in that of someone I'm praying for. Though the devotionals are short, there's always a message to hold on to and to take with you into the day. You can find these new devotionals on our website, openthebible.org.uk. Open the Bible is only able to come to you as a result of your generosity in supporting the work. This month, if you're able to commit to a regular donation of £5 or more, we'd like to send you a free copy of a book. The book is called Holiness and it's by J.C. Ryle. Colin, I know this is one of your favourite books. What makes this book, Holiness, so unique? One of my all-time favourite books. And the reason for this is that there are some books that just help you make sense of your own experience as a Christian. And that's what this book, Holiness, has done for me. On the one hand, the Scripture tells us that being justified by faith, we have peace 
with God. And on the other hand, we all know as Christian believers that having peace with God, we're also involved in a fight. We're in a battle against the temptations that we face and find in our own flesh. And the Bible says without holiness, we will not see the Lord. So how in the world do you hold these two things together? And what has been so helpful to me in this book is that Ryle shows how you hold these two things together. He actually says straight up that a Christian is a person who is at peace and in conflict at the same time. And yet you can tell a real Christian as much by his conflict, that is his own inner conflict with sin and temptation, as you can by his peace. Now, that begins to open up a whole world of understanding as to what Christian experience is really like. So I go back still to this book again and again. I quote from Ryle many, many times. It's been one of the great sources of biblical wisdom in my life. And it's just a joy to be able to share this book with our audience this month. It's called Holiness, written by J.C. Ryle, and it's our gift to you this month for supporting Open the Bible with a regular donation of £5 or more. For Open the Bible and Pastor Colin Smith, I'm David Pick, and I hope you'll join us again next time. Open the Bible is a listener-supported production. Jesus said, watch and pray so that you won't fall into temptation. We understand why he said pray, but why did he say watch? Find out next time on Open the Bible.